Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Continue to pray for us. Uh, I believe that we are getting some uh, breakthrough. We have people returning to Bible study, people that have been getting saved. Um, I forget how many decisions we've had. I think three decisions for salvation, one for backslider this month. Um, God, it's nothing that I'm doing. It's all, all God. And God is hearing your prayers. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to pray. Pray for me. Uh, pray for us. Amen. Uh, this church, my family. Um, my wife is, is expecting, we are expecting baby number six. Amen. I'm going back to school, starting college. And so there's so much going on, you know, juggling, and, and, and we need God because if we rely on our own strength, our own talents, and our own abilities, we're going to fail. And so I want to thank you guys for praying for us. Continue to do that. Please, please continue to pray for Goldsboro. Pray for my family. Pray for me that God helps me uh, this morning. We're seeing impact. There's another family that reached out to me. I want to say, what's today, Sunday? I want to say Friday. I want to say I was at work Thursday night or Friday night. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. Did I work Friday? Yeah, I worked Friday. I've been working these 12-hour shifts, getting off at 2, 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. I can't even think about what, what the day is or anything. But um, there's, there was a family that reached out to me. And um, they, they have a relative that's in one of our churches in Virginia Beach. And um, she gave them my contact info and they called and so I just I'm, I feel very encouraged and there's another family that's been coming these past couple of weeks to our Bible study and, and they they all said the sinner's prayer amen and so I just want to encourage you give you a victory report on that continue to pray for us God is moving these are things that it's not on my doing you know of course we're out there telling people about Jesus inviting them to church and and we're praying, we're laboring, but the people that we've been making contact with, these, this is not, these are not people that we've approached. They've approached us, and that's something that only God can do. That's not because we look cool or, or anything like that. That's because of what God is doing. So I want to encourage you to continue to pray for us. Amen. Amen. I want to preach this morning um, a message. I want to preach on rest. Amen. Lots of people are looking for rest. And including myself, working the graveyard shift lately. Woof. But for real, people are looking for rest because people are restless today. And usually when we think about rest, we think about sleep or a break or a timeout or something like that. That's not the type of rest I'm talking about. <clears throat> and we're going to look at that this morning. That word rest means... According to the Webster, that word rest means peace of mind or spirit. Something used for support. 
free of anxieties. That word rest also means observe. If you look it up in the Greek or the Hebrew, you'll find all these different meanings behind this word that had little to do with sleep. But when we think about rest, we think about going to bed or sitting on a couch or what my wife's getting ready to do now, sit on a chair and get some rest from playing the piano, carrying a baby around and getting up early, messing around with all the kids, changing diapers and on and feeding them. And so she's now sitting down getting some rest. But that's not the type of rest we're talking about this morning. We're talking about what the Bible describes rest as, what Webster describes rest as, peace of mind or spirit, free from anxieties, and rest when you observe something. We're going to look at that. All of these are true in a sense of finding rest in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You can find peace of mind, peace of spirit. You can find support in Jesus. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray this morning. Father, I pray help me this morning. Give me words to speak. God, I ask that you would uh, uh, use me. God, I pray speak through me. Speak into our lives this morning. God, I bind every distraction and every strategy from hell. God, I pray there's someone watching that's not saved and someone that's backslidden. God, touch them and draw them in Jesus' name. Amen. Preaching a message on rest this morning. And as I mentioned, rest, we typically think about sleep or a break. But this morning we're talking about rest in the sense of peace of mind, free from anxieties, support, and most importantly, to observe. Here in our text, Jesus is telling us that you won't find rest in the world. Many people observe medication. Remember that word rest, one of the meanings is observe. Many people observe medication because they, they're looking for a sleep aid to help them rest at night. They're restless. They twist. They turn. They can't sleep. They've got things in their minds. They're not free from anxieties. They're worried. Rightfully so. That the elections have so many people worried on both sides. The economy. I just got a message from my bank uh, yesterday. The stimulus checks hitting Wednesday. Many of you probably have. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe sooner. But how many know that that stimulus check, after it's gone, reality, you're 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 still gonna be the same person that you were before. Money's not gonna fix it. Amen. People observe accomplishments. People observe motivational speaking to keep them going. But they never observed Jesus and what he did for them on the cross. And because of that, they're restless. They're looking for hope. They're looking for something to free them from anxiety, from depression. And they're tired. 
I want to ask, are you tired this morning? And I don't mean are you sleepy. I mean, are you tired? Are you tired of being tired? What are you, what are you observing? Who are you observing? In other words, who or what do you turn to to help you to get over all of these things that are wearing you out? Who do you turn to when you've had enough of life? When you've taken all that you, all that life can throw at you. So many people, they throw in the towel. People commit suicide. The expression, I'm tired of that person. And then they kill that person. They murder them. You ever heard anyone say, I'm tired of this, or I'm tired of you, or I'm tired of that? They're not saying I'm sleepy because of you. They're not saying I'm sl They're not saying that. What they're saying is, is there's anxiety. There's no support. They have no peace of mind because of this or that. So I want to ask, what or who are you observing in life to help you cope or get by? People oftentimes will ask me about God. Why did he rest on the seventh day? This is a God who, who is eternal and he's, he's great and powerful. But he got tired on, on day seven. But see, God didn't take a day off. That's not what he did. He observed creation and saw that it was good. Not that God creates anything that's not good. But that's what that word rest means. Observe. People are restless because of issues of life, the world. And they think that medication or motivational speaking or, 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 or some good works, some accomplishments. People observe their plaques on the wall, their diplomas for encouragement. But see, that's only going to last for so long. If we observe Jesus and we observe what Jesus did on the cross for us, then we'll find hope. We'll find rest. We'll find peace. The things that we're looking for. In the military, perhaps maybe you were in the military, or you know someone that was in the military, and you've heard about this. Or perhaps you were in the band, are in the band, are in the military, I don't know. But there's a drill movement called Parade Rest. Or Rest, for short. This is a command given when you're in formation. In the Marine Corps, we'd stand at the position of attention just like this, and then call rest. And then we'd go out just like this. Hands behind our back, feet spread apart. But the command would be rest. And when that happened, our attention would be focused on the person in charge, the person giving us orders. Eyes set on that person, straight ahead on him or her. When this movement is executed properly, your head and eyes are fixed straight ahead towards whoever's leading the formation, waiting for their command to do the next movement. This is how God wants you and I to be. To have our attention fixed on Him, waiting for the next command. And not just for direction, but also for genuine rest, for peace. To be free from anxieties, the stresses of life. 
Many people are restless. According to the CDC, one in three adults use something to help them sleep because they are restless. I believe it's even higher than that. The CDC never asked me back in the day when I was taking stuff to help me sleep. Even if it was just a Tylenol PM. I was restless, man. I had, I was struggling. I was battling with my, this conflict within myself. Problems in my marriage. Problems at work. Addictions. My own problems. Stresses of life. And I was trying to find peace of mind. I was trying to find rest, but I couldn't find it. And I would still wake up drowsy, groggy. I would wake up tired, worn out. And I kept thinking, maybe I just need more sleep. Maybe I just need time off. Or maybe I just need to listen to some motivational speaking. Something to keep me going. Dental stop sign. Something to get me going. When all the while, I needed to turn to Jesus. I needed to observe what Jesus did on the cross. Much of the problem, people are restless because they're worried. They're anxious. There's all these problems that they have. And here in Matthew 11 in our text, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Weary means exhausted in strength. We're not meant to rely on our own strength. We're meant to rely on His strength. That's why He carried the cross. That's why He lived the life that you and I couldn't live. I couldn't live a life like that. Even if I were to consider myself okay today, there was a time when I wasn't okay. That word burdened means distressed or suffering from anxiety, sorrow, or pain. It's amazing how this all lines up with what the Webster tells us. The dictionary. When we look at that word rest, and here Jesus is telling us, Hey, are you exhausted in your strength? Have you, have you exhausted all your resources looking for rest? looking for peace, looking to be uh, liberated from these things? Are you burdened? Are you distressed? Are you suffering from anxiety or sorrow or, or pain? Or, or do you feel oppressed or, or whatever? Jesus says, lean on me. Come to me. All you who are labor and heavy laden. And you know what he says? He says, I will give you rest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Pastor Adam back with you again. Just wanted to give you this report that uh, you have been doing a great job of sharing the news of this podcast and continuing to download uh, episodes on a daily basis. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. There's more of you listening now than at any other time in the podcast history. So we just want to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to these anointed sermons. I just want to ask you one thing real quick. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review, especially those of you on Apple devices, iTunes, 
Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Uh, we need some five-star reviews, and also uh, if you could leave a few notes in there about what you like best about this podcast, it would really, really help us. I'm sure that you know somebody who could use a daily podcast to get them through the day. Please make sure you share it with them. And uh, also, uh, we are trying to get our hands on sermons from all across our fellowship. If you've got some good ones to share with us, we'd encourage you to please contact us using the links in the show notes. We'd love to feature your sermons from your church as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of this sermon. Jesus can set the captive free. Jesus can heal. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Jesus can give you peace. Jesus can give you rest. There is hope in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus, he continues and he says, take my yoke. Amen. I began to research this out. And um, I was, well, I was uh, at work last night writing the sermon. And many of you know, as I mentioned, I do security and I work nights. And I'm by myself and there's nothing really happening on. Every once in a while there's a domestic dispute or something like that. But, you know, you call the cops and they take care of it from there. But there's not a whole lot going on. And so I have a little bit of time to work on my sermon or, or to work on my... Um, my uh, business ventures that I, I'm, I'm trying to do and stuff and everything. I'm not, I can't call myself a businessman yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm laying down the groundwork for some stuff. I'm making some investments and stuff. So I have time to do these things and, and to think. And, and so I begin to research this out. Amen. That word yoke, especially in terms of what Jesus is saying, speaking in the, in the right context, a yoke is a wooden bar that joins two oxen together. Farmers would know what I'm talking about right now. We're in Goldsboro. Lots of farmland. Lots of farmers out here. Especially right now. Man, we can smell the manure. Right behind our house, there's acres of land, farmland. People are growing all kinds of crops and stuff. I'm wondering if I'm going to see some oxen out here. Perhaps, probably not. <laughs> 2021, I doubt it. Amen. But a yoke is a wooden bar that joins two oxen together as they walk side by side and attached to the plow or cart that they're pulling. This bar has them walking side by side. And when one gets weak, it allows, especially the younger ones, the younger ones had to had to rely on the older oxens because the older oxens knew what they were doing and they were stronger. The younger oxens would begin to sag off and drag a little bit or if it got tired, this yoke kept them together so that even if one got tired or fell out, they can still be moving because the other ox, uh, uh, oxen is supporting because of the yoke. The, the bar, the wooden bar. You see, Jesus wants to be there beside you, helping you every step of the way. Amen. Think about that. Two oxen's walking. You've got the yoke, the bar, keeping them together. Keeping them in step. 
And here Jesus says, take my yoke. Verse 30. Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen. Many people, perhaps you yourself, are carrying a load you're not meant to carry. Jesus says, give it to me. Give it to me, he says. Son, daughter, give it to me. You're not meant to carry that around. The stresses of life, the anxieties, the, the struggles, the sorrows, the pain. The things that you're worried about. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. He's saying, carry my load. My load is light. My load is easy. The one that you're carrying is heavy. It's going to wear you out. You're going to be tired. You're going to be restless. Stop worrying about tomorrow and set your eyes on me. Like that drill movement I mentioned when we were in the Marines, we'd go to rest. And our eyes would be fixed on the person in front of us. Jesus says, stop worrying about tomorrow and put your eyes on me and what I have for you. You'll find rest in me. Rest in Jesus. Not in anyone or anything in this world. You will not find rest. I mentioned CDC said one in three adults have to take a sleep aid because they're restless. Don't let that be you. Stop worrying about things in life. Stop observing all the wrong things. Set your eyes on Jesus. Observe Him. Observe what He did for you and I on the cross. And you'll find peace of mind, peace for your spirit. Rest for your soul. According to Jesus, this is what He's talking about. Amen. So I ask again, are you tired? Are you tired of being tired? Do you want real rest? You can find it in Jesus if you take on His yoke because His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Amen. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads this morning in reverence to God. Amen. Perhaps you're watching this morning and you say, that's me. I'm tired. I'm so tired of what's going on in my life. I'm tired of, of this world. I'm tired of my job. I'm tired of... Can I tell you something? You won't find rest in a new job. You won't find rest in a, in a promotion. You won't find rest in a, a new spouse. You won't find rest in a... You won't find rest in anything except Jesus. And what you need to do is you got to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you will find peace of mind. You'll be free from your anxieties. You'll find rest for your soul. You won't find rest in Zequel. You won't find rest in uh, good works. You won't find peace of mind. You won't find anything. And, 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 and there's nothing that the world can throw at you to say, hey, this will give you peace. This will give you rest. This will cure. This will cure you from your anxieties. No, 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 no. Jesus says, trust me. He says, take on my yoke. I want to ask you this morning. Would you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? The first thing that you've got to do, you've got to examine yourself. And you've got to be honest. There's sin in your life. Or is there sin in your life? You 
You've got to examine yourself honestly first before you can receive that rest. Because part of the problem, part of the problem that I had was that I was dealing with my own sin. I had did some things. I wasn't out murdering people or nothing. And that's the first thing that we do is we compare ourselves to other people. I'm not as bad as them. But according to the world, I was a good person. You know, I served my country. I gave to charities. I was doing good things. But I knew who I was. On the inside, I was, I was living in sin. I was a drunkard. I was an adulterer. I was a liar. You know, I wasn't doing things that was going to send me to jail. But I was living a life that was going to send me to hell. And I had to be honest. And I had to repent of my sins. And when I did that, oh man, I found peace. I found rest. That can be you this morning. But you've got to repent of your sins. I want to ask you, do you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Do you want to repent of your sins? Do you want rest for your soul? Do you want peace for your mind? Slip your hand up. I can't see you, obviously. But I want to ask you to slip your hand up if you're not saved. Perhaps you're backslidden. At one point you were saved. You were walking with Jesus. But like it says in John 6, verse 66, they walked with him no more. Talking about disciples. Perhaps that was you. You were a disciple, but then you stopped walking with Jesus. You're backslidden. You're like the prodigal son. The parable. Jesus talks about the prodigal son. He goes out into the world. Blows his inheritance. Then he's hungry and, and needs a place to stay and he's wondering if his father will ever take him back and he goes and his father is there with open arms that's God if you're backslidden if you've if you're a prodigal son or daughter if you've gone into the world back into your sin the Bible says it's like a dog returning to its vomit if you've gone back into your sin God's not looking down on you he doesn't hate you he's not going to hold it against you but he does want you to repent so I want to ask you if you're backslidden Come back home, repent of your sins, prodigal son or daughter. Just say, God, forgive me. Here I am. Help me live for you, Lord. If that's you, you're not saved or you're backslidden, slip your hand up one last time. Or if you're unsure, you're not born again, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Perhaps you do know what I'm talking about. You can preach better than me. You know the Bible better than me. Well, great. But you're not living it. If that's you, slip your hand up got to have more than head knowledge. It's got to be in our hearts. One last time, slip your hand up if you hadn't received Jesus Christ. Amen. If you slipped your hand up and you meant that, I want to ask you to repeat after me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me and I invite you into my heart. Help me live for you and thank you for what you did for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we open the altar for the time of prayer, I just want to encourage you. Perhaps you are saved, you are, but, but you're, you know, you're going through some rough times. I just want to encourage you. Don't worry about what's going on in the world. Stop observing what everyone is talking about. And, 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 and you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself. There's times where I'm just, I feel worn out. And I'm like, man, what, what's going on? There's so much craziness going on in the world, in our country, in our hometown. And I'm just I'm worn out. And I'm like, man, I can, I'm just tired. And I'm tired of being tired. Well, I want to tell you, look, I want to encourage you. 
focus on Jesus. Focus on the Word of God. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves or be reminded of from someone else to focus on Him and His Word. Because God has a great plan for you and I in the church. And sometimes we can get bogged down in what's going on in the world. Because we live in a dark and fallen world. But I just want to encourage you. God reminded me last night when I was writing this. And so I'm here to share this message with you. Observe Jesus, not the world. Let's focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Because He's coming back very soon. And He's taking the church. Amen. So let's take some time to pray as my wife plays the piano. Amen. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.